Hello again, this is Charlie Balfontaine, and you're listening to the Home Buyers Hour. We're on WCPT AM 820. And in the studio with us right now, we have Olin Ergel of the OSC team. And I, I actually had to ask Olin, what does OSC stand for? And he says, Olin sells Chicago. So we're going to get a good long conversation with him in a little bit. Um, remotely, we have with us Joey Matthews of the Federal Savings Bank. Joey, if you don't mind, give us a little scoop about you and your business, please. And thank you. Well, well, thank you, Charlie, the best in the biz. Uh, <laughs> no, Joey Matthews, the Federal Savings Bank, NMLS, 130694. Um, you could call me at 630-235-2405 or text. That's my cell phone. I'm always ready for you. No, I'm, uh, yeah, just, uh, I'm just always happy to be here every week, meeting more people that uh, like-minded in the industry, I'll call it, just because, you know, we see a lot. We, uh, <laughs> and we know when, when other people are doing the right things and we know when they're not. So it's, it's good to see other people doing the right things in the right way. So I love being yeah. here. And it's good to start, you know, making relationships with them as well. Mm -hmm. Also on remotely is going to be Vince Arricchio of Arricchio Law Offices. Vince, if you don't mind, give us a little scoop about you and your business. Sure. Pleasure to be here and uh, happy early St. Patrick's Day to everyone. You know, too many vows in my name to be Irish, but <laughs> uh, plenty of friends who are Irish and uh, enjoy, I hope you enjoy your, your tomorrow safely. Vince Arricchio of Arricchio Law Offices. We've been doing real estate since 2000. Um, seeing the ups and downs of these markets and, uh, you know, just glad to be here and learn every time I'm on with you there. You and me both. We always learn. And Vince, give us your contact information, please. Of course. Uh, we are the Riccio Law Offices. You can reach us uh, uh, by phoning 312-263-0010. We are, of course, at uh, www.reallawchicago.com. Phone number 312 Two six three zero zero one zero, and we pick up uh, anytime there. So feel free to call. Sounds good, and that's always makes me smile every time I hear everybody saying that they pick up and answer the phone all the time when I'm trying to do just the opposite and only answer the phone during <laughs> business hours. But it is what it is. So in the studio, I mentioned his name once. He's one of the top producers at for App Properties. Um, he owns numerous designations, and I'm going to just give out the acronyms right now, but I'm going to ask him what each one of these mean. And I believe they come from the Chicago Association of Realtors. So he holds the ABR, the CNE, the RENE, and the SFR. Um, he is the lead agent for Olin Sells Chicago. Um, I was honored to meet him at one of the events through the Real Producers Magazine, and he's in a studio right now. His name is Olin Ergel, and he's... Uh, just um, one hell of a nice guy. Olin, tell us about yourself, your business, please. Sure. Uh, thanks, Charlie. I appreciate you having me here. Yeah. Um, my name is Olin. Um, for real estate purposes, usually I use just my first name because it's very easy and uh, recognizable. It's unique. Um, which is where Olin South Chicago came from. Yeah. Uh, I've been with At Properties now for going on 11 years. I've uh, been in the business for 12 years. I actually started uh, with a smaller company um, when I first got my license and then moved over to AT and have been there ever since. Um, and I do run the OSC team. Um, I started a team about four years ago, I believe. Um, I have a client service manager and then an agent that is my uh, uh, buyer's agent. And I have a new person coming on end of this month. So it will be four of us total. Um, yeah, I love this business. Uh, I love working in the real estate world. Um, it was not something that I originally thought would happen, but it's one of those things when you look back at everything that's made you who you are. Uh, I was playing with Legos when I was a kid and building houses. I was drawing floor plans. I love uh, it. When I was a college uh, student, I was an RA, so I was already working in housing. And then one of my first jobs out of college was working in the leasing world. And so now being a real estate agent is just that natural progression. Um, so I'm happy where I ended up, but I also love this career and love what I do. So thanks again for having me here. I'm excited to chat with you guys today. Uh, you and me both. And, and Joey kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. You know, we the, these two gentlemen are very passionate about the real estate business and as well as I am. And we do everything we can to find real estate agents that we sense are also as passionate about helping people with the biggest purchase of their life. So back at you. Thank you for being here. Um, first of all, I want to get a little bit about what's going on in the, the market 
uh, today. Joey, I'm going to ask you, and Olin, jump in at any time, please, when you jump in. I know we got some rate hikes going on, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the world. Joey, what does that mean to real estate and the mortgage industry? Yeah, so, I mean, when we talk about the market, we're talking about two markets that work side by side, right? We have the real estate market, which is, you know, Olin's... uh, Owen's area of expertise, and then obviously the rate market, which is, uh, you know, way less fun and sexy. But <laughs> um, in terms of the rate market, today is the day that the Fed is going to be announcing their quarter point rate hike on the uh, base rate. And I know everyone freaks out about that for mortgage purposes, but I mean, we've been knowing it, we, we've been planning on this for so long at this point that the generally what we expect to happen is now just happening so it's it's been baked into pricing for a few months now uh the only thing that you would still see is a little bit of tick in the 10-year treasury bonds which also ticks up the uh the mortgage-backed security markets. Uh, reason that matters: ten-year Treasury bonds are really where the thirty-year fixed-rate mortgages really pivot off of. So, when we see bonds go up on the te- the bond yields on the ten-year Treasury go up, we see rates typically follow suit because MBS pricing gets lower, um, which sounds counterintuitive. But uh, I, I'm not going to do a two hundred one class on it right now. All we know is um, <laughs> I would not expect actual mortgage rates to be affected by this today however there's other things going on we have russia and ukraine i'm I'm seeing ceasefire talk which i don't believe because what yesterday putin was uh you know bombarding villages with with uh artillery um so it's it's a terrible situation globally um i don't think that we are really seeing the true effect of the war in the bond market like we would normally see right now because the, the United States still economically were invested now. Uh, however, we have not put troops on the ground. So uh, until something like that happens, I really don't think we're going to see uh, 10 year treasury uh, yields drop at all. Um, okay. What's also happening is now, Uh, China is having another coronavirus outbreak. So COVID is obviously still around. It's been uh, something that has heavily affected the market over the last two years. It's affected how people work. It's affected where people live. um, And it's obviously affected the rate market. The 10-year treasury two years ago right now was trading at a 0.5 yield which I mean, that's that's nothing, uh, which is what allowed rates to go so incredibly low. a lot of that also had to do with government policy and unlimited mortgage-backed security purchases to make it more attractive for banks to lend money on housing. Um, and obviously repealing that policy along with Ukraine, Russia, China now with COVID. I mean, there's just, there, there's just so much up in the air. I believe that's why we're not seeing... Or, or why we are seeing so much volatility in the uh, mortgage-backed security and bond market is because you know people overreact to news pretty quickly. Um, so when we see a 100-point drop or tick up in pricing day to day, it's uh, it's it's not normal. Uh, a normal day, you're seeing maybe 10 10 uh, bips up or down, and uh, that's basis points. 100 basis points is one percent so uh yeah it's 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 just been an incredibly volatile market since january 3rd um but you know joey Joey, this is vince if i may you know uh i agree with everything you shared however come on joey we're on the eve of spring here we got march madness (laughs) tomorrow tom brady's back (laughs) oh gosh all these things and i gotta agree with you but there's much to be excited about too there joey oh i know yeah i'm not doing gloom guy let's let's be very very real about where the rate market was charlie it's 1991 you're buying your first house what are you buying what's the rate you're getting on it uh, actually, if I remember right, I paid something like 21%. Mm-hmm. 21%. Okay, guys. And it was so an adjustable even... rate mortgage as well. Now, now and... was that after the Civil War? Again, Charlie. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I said, 1891. It was a tough time, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back no, when it... I had hair and I actually had a little bit less of a belly back then. So. <laughs> well, you just got done with the war. bottoms. Oh, <laughs> right? Yes. Oh yeah, no. Gosh. Everything, it, it is amazing. You know, you, you bring up a really good point. I was... You know, my my grandparents were talking about when they got a three percent mortgage or a two percent mortgage on their house. And I'm like, well, never. That'll never happen. It can't be real. 
And, mm -hmm. you know, and I was watching every single month our adjustable rate mortgage would drop. And then it went down to 11%. And I'm like, yeah, we got to lock in. We got to lock in. It'll never get lower than this. You know, yeah. right? I don't know. I would have invested in a whole lot of neat stocks if I could have predicted the future. So, Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I'd be Amazon rich right now. You and me both, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think I would have bought and sold hula hoops because I really liked them when I was a kid, too. So, <laughs> you know. So, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 I was good. I mean, I, I think I, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're still in a very low rate environment is what I'm really getting to. I mean, borrowing in the, in the threes and fours, even today, even with the, the, the yield over two, I mean, in 2018, the yield was over three. We were looking at fives in a rate just four years ago. So, yeah. no, people are in a very good spot. They're just, you know, people are upset that they missed the boat on the, mm -hmm. on the COVID market is what I'm going to call it. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And then, um, you know, other good news, you know, like Vince brought up there. I mean, I see the oil prices are going back down for the barrel rate. So I think we're going to, you know, once they start freeing everything up, hopefully I'm going to see the gas prices start dropping again. Um, you know, I, I got my own goofy thing about the 2008 crash. And I know everybody was blaming the banks, but I blamed the gas prices back then. You know, they were at 450 at that point in time, which... I saw somewhere in today's dollar that would be like five and a, five seventy five, and people had to choose. You know, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to work, or you know, am I going to go out to dinner or go on a vacation? So I think a lot of people shut those, you know, extra things in their lives down because they had to pay more for gas to get to work. So the, you know, our priorities come back in line. Um, but Olin, jump in. You know how? I mean, tell us real quick about what our real estate market I, I know most people know but just tell us what what do you see out there as far as listings and moving and selling and how fast please yeah well it's a good point about the rates because when yeah. i first came into the business they were in the fives and we were happy to get anything in that rate you know and i think back to the people who put me where I'm at today and then we're in this business back when the rates were over 15%. So it's that reminder of at least we have what we have today. So then yeah. I think you're right about the COVID rate. The idea that some people saw it go into the threes and then even into the twos, they're like, I got to get this in. And then now they've missed it. So it's one of those woulda, coulda, shoulda situations. However, anything in the three and four range is still really, really good. Really good. Um, the market itself is actually in a good place. All of the prognosticators are saying that it's going to be a healthy year. Now, there is a caveat with that, and that's because we don't know what's going on with COVID. We do not know what's going on with uh, Ukraine and all of the issues yeah. outside of our country. But it's interesting, whenever I'm meeting with a new client, that's actually not one of the first questions that's asked. You know, usually they're talking about rates. They're not usually saying, well, should I be looking at buying property this year with what's going over, over in Russia? Uh, it's not a question that comes up. I think people are still concerned about it, but it's not something that is becoming part of our daily discussions. Um, rates are going up a bit, but they are still in such a great position. The biggest issue I'll say at this time with the market is just the supply and demand. And everybody's talking about it. Everybody's heard about it. It's right. not a secret by any means. There are a lot of people, uh, I think back to when I first started in this business, if I was looking at a, let's just say two bed, two bath condo with one client, mm -hmm. we might have 15 options to look at. Today, we might have three and there's 12 other couples or single people that are looking at that exact same product. Yeah. So that is the biggest issue that we're encountering. Yes, we're worried about where the rate's gonna be, and yes, we're worried about what's happening with COVID, but the biggest thing we're worried about is, are we gonna be able to see that property before they receive 70,000 offers? <laughs> and and that's what the biggest issue we've been dealing with lately is um, there, there aren't enough properties on the market to suffice the number of buyers. And the competition, I think it's, it gets kind of nutty, it you does. know, when it comes to it. and. And you know, I, I've been doing this as well as you for a long time, since 93. And I, it seems that every time that the rates start going up and, and Vince jump in, Olin jump in, I, I've noticed that we've gotten, we as home inspectors got busy when the rates start going up or when they're, the Fed start announcing a rate increase. It, I think it's called fear of missing out, mm. right? And everybody wants to hurry up and get it before the rates go up and stuff. Vince, what are you seeing going on in in the real estate world right now? Sure, uh, so I have a, I mean, I have like three comments. Um, first, and I'm gonna go way back. You know, I, I know why I never got into building or constructing, because I only had like half a Lego set, okay? And- <laughs> yeah, there's no mercy here, by the way, Olin, all right? Everybody's <laughs> in the pickle barrel. 
Yeah. All I'm talking about is Legos. I was having flashbacks. Now, I'm a little older in the <laughs> 70s, okay? There were no custom. It was all just the square bricks. And I could only get half a house built. Because, uh, so I would suffer when he was talking about Legos. I was dying thinking back. I never could complete a project. You have to buy that expander pack. Exactly. <laughs> I was more of a Lincoln log guy myself. Well, I had so. those too. I yeah. had those too. Uh, and then second, all right, look, I'm going to be 100 percent wrong. Uh, just ask my wife. Uh, maybe 100% <laughs> wrong, but but um, I don't know if I really believe rates are ever going to go up again in my lifetime. Uh, I mean, interesting. From well, think about it. Um, the macroeconomics of it, really, uh, uh, the, the, our consumer spending, our economy, the entire, uh, you'll never have a Paul Volcker again. You'll never have a, a early 1980s Ronald Reagan moment where uh, they want to stamp out inflation by making it painful. No government politician, in this man's humble opinion, will ever take the heat on his watch to let interest rates go up too high. Now, to Olin's point and to Joey's point, you know, 4%, 5%, 6%, 7% are too high for today's buyers. They're bummed out. But I mean, really, really, will I do I ever think we're going to go over 4%, 5%? to 6% to 7%? No. Uh, the, the, the American economy would collapse. We owe so much money to the Chinese with, with how they bought up our treasury bonds. Uh, we just, did, did you guys learn, and this is a macro concept, and you know I just play an economist on TV, okay? But did you guys <laughs> learn that every time the federal government raises the interest rates that we owe foreign governments more money? Like, no, I never heard that. So, well, if that is in effect, uh, we, we literally, with, with our debt servicing, with our um, uh, uh, T-bills, we'd literally be hurting ourselves. So I really don't, I, I mean, I think we're in a bind. Like, I think, I don't know if I believe in the Great Reset, but I, re, I think macro-wise, we passed the point of no return. I mean, they may reset to digital money. They may, you know, the dollar may no longer become the world's reserve currency. Uh, but I, I don't know, guys, like, like, I don't think you thought we'd never see 3% again. I don't know if we'll ever see 7% again. I just don't believe it. We'd literally be like destroying the American economy, but nobody talks about it. You gotta, you gotta watch these videos by Ray Dalio and uh, rich dad, poor dad. And when they talk about, uh, interest rates and the American government and how our financial systems passed a point of no return, it really makes you wonder how much interest rates could ever go up guys. Can I talk into putting those links on our Facebook? So we are broadcasting today's Wednesday before the the actual show airs, and it is on our Facebook page, which is the Home Buyers Hour. Home Buyers is one word. Um, I'm all about spelling things incorrectly. Um, but anyway, can I talk into putting links to those on uh, on that post? Yeah, I'd have to dig them up. Like that's a wealth of information over the last couple of years. But yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I appreciate that. And now, Joey, now that was a no, go ahead. that was a macro concept, but going to drill down everything yeah. the guys have just said on 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 this broadcast is, is correct. You know, our current homeowners are pinched. Uh, they feel a fear of missing out, and there's mm -hmm. not enough supply. And you know, I do I deal with a number of rehabbers. Uh, they're also. Uh, I mean, I mean, people are less interested in rehabbing in you know, a questionable neighborhood, you know, real estate wise uh, for ROI for return. But even the rehabbers are having trouble finding anything to rehab to turn a profit. And that's a supply issue. So you guys can weigh in if you know anything about your rehab customers. Yeah. But it's not just residents. Uh, commercial is a different animal. There's commercial everywhere, but nobody's doing commercial right now as much as much. So, and, I, and I would actually argue with you on that a little bit, Vince, because we have a, you know, a lot of investor clients that hire us for their inspection services, and it's almost regen or gentrifying the Woodlawn neighborhood, for example, Bronzeville. They're taking a lot of these six, twelve flats, and, and even the commercial points in there. They're putting in these monster shopping malls, theaters, and TIF mm -hmm. districts, and so forth. I mean, they're really improving these neighborhoods, like their second, you know, tomorrow. But I would also agree because, well, the prices of everybody knows lumber and all the building materials mm -hmm. is is skyrocketing. I, I do have one question that I'm curious about. When we get a full percentage point going up on let's say a hundred thousand dollar mortgage we'll use simple round numbers 
What does that mean as far as like a monthly payment is concerned? Any of you guys know? On a 30-year mortgage? 30-year mortgage, yeah, sorry, thank you. Yes, $100,000, you're looking at $300 a month, $350 a month. For every percentage point? For every percent, yeah. Okay, that's a lot of money where it comes in there, so. And I have that conversation, not on the mortgage side with clients, but yeah. the idea of whenever you expand your purchase price by five, 10, 20, $25,000, how that really breaks down on a monthly basis. And that's what the, the mortgage lender is great for to talk about where the rate number is. But also, I, I go back to what I learned when I first got my license back in the day. Fair market value, is what a buyer and seller agree upon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the idea. Yeah. And so in today's market, something might be drastically underpriced to get multiple offers. It might be overpriced and still get inflated offers. It might be right at where myself and the other broker do determine we feel fair market value is. And when that buyer and that seller agree to price, that becomes the market value of that property, unfortunately, whether we like it or not. And if that changes their down payment by X amount of dollars or changes their monthly payment by X amount of dollars, that's the biggest thing for consumers today is how is this going to affect me on a monthly basis? Um, I had a client yesterday who we were writing an offer and the idea was, do we put 15% down or do we go and stretch ourselves and put 20% down? Not only would that be less amount that they have to pull out of pocket, but then PMI. So there's just a number of factors that go into it to determine uh, not only just what the rate hikes are gonna be, but what are we paying on a monthly basis? I think that's the hugest thing when consumers are looking at their pocketbooks nowadays. And Joe, you come up a few times about, I, I, I use the term mortgage broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, house poor, mortgage broke. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of never giving someone a max pre-approval. When they ask me, well, what's, what's the max I can do? I'm like, well, here, here, here's the problem with the max that you can do is banks will allow you to do, when I say banks, I mean Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny Mae. They will allow you to do a lot more than I guarantee you're comfortable with. Yep. So I always say, what is your maximum monthly payment you're comfortable with? And then we start from there. We reverse engineer what the loan what the purchase price could be but it's it's also a a heavily uh change uh, yeah i mean it, the number is relative to where you're buying too because if you're buying for three hundred thousand dollars in the city of chicago your taxes are going to be lower than if you're buying for three hundred thousand dollars in homer glenn you know um so it's 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 a it, it way more weight needs to be placed into the monthly payment than into a maximum purchase price. I think it's insane to be buying based on a purchase price. I 100% agree. I, I tell clients, what would you like to spend on a monthly basis? And then we build everything else backwards. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, Isn't something my brain wouldn't even work that way. Well, nowadays, people yeah. get consumer <laughs> consumers have every single. Uh, ability to look online today. They can find yeah. every single thing they want. So if they're on a marketing website that promotes real estate, okay. they might see a property they like, play with the mortgage calculator, determine that it works for them, and then in their brain, they've been told 300 is their limit. That's just what they see on the screen. Whereas if you do exactly what we were just saying and say, what would we like to pay monthly that is comfortable for us? If we're buying a condo, we know there are HOAs associated with it. If it's a single family, there's not. Then you know what city and what village you're in, you know what the taxes are. It's built backwards, and you might realize you actually have the buying power to go up to 330, or you might need to stay mm -hmm. under 300. But because people see this on these marketing websites and they play with the algorithms, they tell themselves what their buying power is before mm -hmm. a mortgage lender actually gives them. So I always say start at the, the monthly number and build backwards, and I just feel like that's so much more helpful, and it tells the buyer really what their power is. That's amazing how we we switch over you know you get a lot of these tech companies that are now coming into the real estate business and that's kind of what you're explaining a little bit of you know how people go onto those websites and you know, granted it's all automated and things like that and believe it or not the tech companies are starting to come into the home inspection business as well you know for us it was always hands-on you need the personal person to be there in order for it to happen but that i can get into that on another thing but you know, it's funny you just said that. Joey, I'm going to jump back a little bit with you. You know, what's your take on some of the tech companies out there doing mortgages? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I'm leading yeah. you up there. No, and Owen, sure. I'm going to get you jumping right in with Joey. No, and some of these entertainment uh, sites that I, I know what we're referencing are creating uh, lending 
uh, arms to their entertainment industries, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a great way to get pre-approved for something that you're not going to be approved for. You're, you're, you're playing with fire. And honestly, if you're coming in with, all, uh, with a pre-approval from a lot of these companies, you're also just not even being considered. If I'm being very honest, just from my mm -hmm. own experience working with realtors, it's, they're viewed as toilet paper. Let's be you're very, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, un it's unfortunate, but the reality is there. Um, if I'm a listing agent and I see that I'm getting multiple offers on one property and two of the banks are local and one is an online lender, it's immediately going to influence either my decision or my discussions with the client. Um, and unfortunately, I've been in that situation where it's come back to bite us in the butt and you decide to go with that company that was a easy, easy marketing and then unfortunately the deal falls through or isn't as smooth as you want it to be. That's interesting. Yeah. Vince, are you seeing any of these tech companies affecting you too? No, I mean, I mean uh, I, I'd have to say based on my client uh, population as well as my uh, referral sources, referral sources being real estate agents and mortgage uh, uh, brokers, um, clients being residential closings, commercial closings, uh, commercial leases. No, uh, I, I'm not the tech guy. I mean, I mean, I have tech software uh, mm -hmm. there, there, but no, no, I haven't been affected. Yeah, I think you would probably be the last to come in there. So, you know, Olin, it's, um, what, you know, I guess the real question is why? You know, one of my favorite words, why? Why? Why should somebody work with Olin Sells Chicago instead of going with the discount brokerage? I mean, you're going to pay more, right? Not always. Not always. You're going to pay for full service is, is what I like to say. Um, specifically on the listing side we're talking because as a buyer's agent, obviously it's free to work with a buyer. Um, as a listing agent, there are many things that, um, well, let me step back and say my company itself is, is one thing that I'm super proud of. I've been with App Properties for a while. We have in-house. They have a good reputation. I, I think Thank App you. Properties has one of the the best reputations. And, and by no means am I saying that there's any other company that has a bad reputation. Not at all. It, it, but they have a pretty good reputation yeah, about we've been staying in the, above board. We've been in the industry for over 20 years now. Um, and it came out of our two owners, Mike and Thad, working for a different brokerage and deciding that they wanted to see it differently. So they started their own. And so the culture is there that we have built um, over the years of being a marketing and technology driven company and being an advocate for our clients. And so on the marketing side, we have in-house marketing and in-house technology. And that is something I'm super proud of and that really, really sets us apart from the competition. Um, the other thing that I'm super proud of is the fact that we have 20, over 20% of the market share in Chicago. No way. So one in five deals that it's is huge. being done has at property's name on it. And so whether it be the buyer's or the seller's side, our name is out there. And, and for a seller, think about it that way. Wouldn't you want that additional exposure? Wouldn't you want all of the myriad of marketing options that we have whenever marketing your home? Uh, you know, back in the day, you could just throw a sign in the yard and somebody will buy your property. Today, everything is online. Everything is marketed and advertised. Yeah. And over, you know, 80 or 85 percent of consumers look online first. You know, they have all of these marketing and technology websites that are available. They're going to see the properties that they are interested in. They're going to, you know, have already researched mortgages and all of these other things and know more about the market than they probably should as a buyer. So why are they going to choose somebody to work with that doesn't have their hand in the business? So when it comes to selling your property, uh, one of the things that I'm really proud of that App Properties and myself offer full service is what I said earlier, as opposed to a discount service or a discount broker where you're paying less money, you're getting less service. They, it, they go hand in hand. What are some of those services? So for me, um, whenever I'm listing a property, I'm working with you from start to finish as a concierge. I, I think about it in that respect that I'm not just a listing agent. My job is to list your home, advocate for you, and then sell your property. Um, all of the marketing that goes into it that people sometimes don't think about, uh, floor plans, professional photography, staging, 
Um, well, I like seeing the floor plans now that you mentioned it, that. It's, it's very helpful. You mean in the photos, right? Well, yeah. you, you can do a floor plan walkthrough. Some people have the one where you, it's almost like a map quest where you stand and look at this view of the living room and then you turn and stand and look at that way. I see There's that also, like Matterport cameras Matterport, or exactly. Yeah. Or some people call it um, dollhouse view because you can like look through the house. So cool. there's those options. Um, uh, I love drones and the idea of doing a fly-through. So yeah. you can actually do a fly-through of someone's property of an indoor drone and get like a walk-through version, which is really cool. Um, we're going to really, really push your property in, a, in so many different ways other than just putting it on the MLS. Now, all of these marketing websites that we were talking about earlier, they pull from the MLS. So they're going to have correct information. You know, a consumer can go online and find that property because it's been fed through the MLS. But when we list your property, we're also going to put it in a myriad of other areas. There's so many other websites and magazines and international connections that we even have nowadays. Um, I'm still big on social media. Um, I wouldn't say that social media will sell your house, but social media will continue to help market your house. It's going to um, open the eyes up to a bunch of other real estate agents specifically. And, and then if they like it, then they're going to take their buyers there and, without and, a doubt. So people who are younger than me, who are you know millennials and know the, the verbiage better, so I don't want to screw this up, but there's so many just different hashtags that people follow on social media. So if someone is just online one day and they're following the hashtag real estate or hashtag Chicago real estate and something that I've posted about one of my properties that I'm marketing pops up and shows for them, that's extra marketing that this client is getting. Yeah. Um, I have a team that works behind me. We are always present. So this is one of the biggest things about working with a full service broker. I try my best to be present or have one of my team members present at the listing as opposed to doing lockbox. Okay. Sometimes it's a lot easier, um, to, especially if it's a vacant listing, just to throw a lockbox up and then let other realtors come in and show it. It's always easier. Believe me, I've done that before, yeah. but, I, but my preference is if I'm charging you X amount of dollars to sell your property, I'm going to be there to sell your property. And why do you want to be there? Just well, curious. Why don't you trust a buyer's agent? It's not that I don't trust them. It's okay. that the information is not going to be provided to them. I cannot tell you on the buyer side how many times I walk into a vacant listing with a yeah. buyer with a lockbox, and then we're walking around and we're able to see everything, but we don't know anything. How old is the roof? Where's the hot water heater? Is there storage? Um, how old are the windows? All of these things that I am asking the seller about when I'm selling their property because I am their advocate. If I'm just empty in someone's unit, I don't know any of those things. <laughs> now, again, if you want to know those answers, you can ask them afterwards or you can get a follow-up. And some brokerages do a really good job of having like marketing sheets with like a, all of the information provided to you. And that's great. Yeah. It's a piece of paper sitting on the kitchen counter. You can grab it and take it with you. But in my opinion, if I'm going to charge you X amount percentage to sell your home, I am standing in that living room and answering all of the questions. Oh, the roof was just uh, put on in 2017. All the windows throughout the whole property are from 2015. Brand new hot water heater. Here's the storage. This over here, this over there. Walking distance to the Marianos. I am a, I am a tour guide. I am an advocate. I am an advisor. And that's what I charge for when yeah. I'm charging a commission because I feel that that is warranted in this business. Um, I do know that some brokers do not want another agent there. They would much prefer to walk into a vacant listing and be able to do it themselves. I get that. But when it comes to them having questions, I like to be able to answer those questions for them. So that is that is kind of the concierge level. Uh, my brand is concierge level hospitality. I like that. I'm a very dad joke kind of punny person. It works. Um, but hospitality to me is being able to answer all of those questions, being able to provide all of the information necessary. Um, and that's what I charge for. And that's what I expect when I'm also going and looking at other properties as well. And this is your full time, full time gig, right? This is, this is full time. Yeah, I started um, in the business in 20. 09, right when the recession, and it was a, a very, very hard time to start, and I was part-time for a very long time. And then I worked as an assistant for a top producing broker for a number of years, and then branched out on my own in 2014. So I've been doing this for about eight years full-time. And, and Vince, what do you hear in, in Olin's voice right now as he was going through all that stuff? Did you hear the same thing I heard? Absolutely. I heard his sincerity, and you know, it's not like supposed to be a Mutual affirmation society here, no. but, but, but I got, but I got to tell you, uh, I've always uh, had great experiences working with uh, at properties. Um, 
uh, when working with them uh, or, or, or even proper title from the legal standpoint. Um, I do work with them as well. Whenever uh, I've worked with that properties, always had uh, excellent contacts, excellent experience, caring agents. And that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that Olin just cares. And that's, you know, it, it sounds corny, but Joey, uh, Charlie, uh, myself, we, we've said, you know, you have to care for your clients. You have to, uh, the word, and guys don't like to use the word love on them, but you know, there, there, there's four Greek words for love, brotherly love even. So um, you have to care for them. And I hear that in his voice. Yeah, and I, I actually see it. He's sitting across from the table right now, and I, I'm actually seeing it in his eyes, which is actually pretty cool. I wish you guys were here to see all this stuff, too. Um, well, you got to have a passion to do this. Because, you do. You know, uh, yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. Anybody can do it. I think you, to add to your sense, you got to have the passion to do this well. and yes, um, and, and, and that's why, yeah, they can tell. You know, I want to surround myself with other passionate professionals and stuff like that, and yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't this, need the headache. This can easily turn into a very transactional job, and yes. that is what I try my best to do, is yeah. not make it transactional, make it relationship-based. So I appreciate you guys saying that. It, it is something that, I don't even call it my job, I call it my career. I love doing this, it's what I do That's every huge. day. I love helping people. Um, it's great to have the flexibility, believe me. I got into this business out of a corporate job for a reason, yeah. but I also love what I do. And that's the other great thing about At Properties, that's our, um, you know, you see love all over the city of Chicago as our marketing. It's love where you work, I see love that. where you live. Now it's just shortened to love. Yeah. That's just what we're promoting. And again, like you were saying earlier, Charlie, there are a lot of really, really great real estate companies in yeah. Chicago and in, in Illinois. There's a lot of real, really great real estate agents there's mm -hmm. just something super special about at properties that I love, yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, the culture, the humans that are there that I've become friends and colleagues with, it just makes my job and my life and my day-to-day -day so much easier and then allows me to show my passion in this business because it's very easy to get a real estate license today. It's very easy for people to jump into this business um, as a second job or as a side hustle. Mm -hmm. And for those people like myself, who have been doing this full time, I'm blessed to be in this career and I want to show that passion, so. Yeah, no, I, I say it over and over again. I, I watch all the licensing numbers when it comes to real estate agents and home inspectors. And, you know, it, it was funny. I told Olin, and, and I'm talking to you, Vince and Joey, I, I told Olin earlier this morning that there's 60,000 60, licensed real estate agents in the state of Illinois. 80% of them up here in the Chicagoland area. And he, you should have seen his eyes light up. He's like, are you kidding me? And no, you know, I actually watch these numbers. I see how many there are. And even with home inspectors, you know, there's over 1,800 licensed home inspectors in the state of Illinois. And same thing, 80% of them are up here in the Chicagoland area. And, you know, you talk about easy to get your real estate license. I'm I think it's like you can get it as fast as, you know, a week, I believe, eight hours a day for five days, and then you take a test. And I know you have to have a sponsor, and, and so you're going to have to have some, you know, somebody looking over your shoulder or, or a mentor, I guess is the best word. And then you have to take post-licensing classes, and then two years later you have to take another test, you know, plus a CE, and then you can go off on your own. You know, but even with home inspectors, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, well, I'll let you guys, no, no, I'll just say it. 60 hours, six zero. You know, you do 60 hours of education and then you follow somebody like me around for five inspections. And if you get 70% on a multiple choice question or test, then poof, you get to, you're a highly trained professional that gets to help somebody with the biggest purchase of their life. Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't cut it for me. You know, it, I always tell our clients, what 30, 40% do clients or, or does a home inspector not have to know about that house? You know, this is somebody's home. And, and I always go back to, I'm jumping on a soapbox here, but <laughs> I always go back to food, water, shelter. These are the basic necessities that we need. And people want their, their families safe for one thing. And not only that, but the number one pride that anybody has is going to be in their family and their home. And they just don't want to buy other people's problems. And that's what they end up paying us for. So I, I take a lot of pride and stuff like that. And I'm going to get off my soapbox here. I'm sorry about that. Um, tell us more about, you know, I, I like to talk about onboarding, or you know, a lot, Olin. You know, so when you have somebody who's looking to buy a home, 
you know, how does that work? How do you tell them to work with you? And, and not only that, but what do you want to find out about them and the people that mm-hmm. you're going to be referring them to? So I do a good bit of um, social media and other types of marketing, and I do a bit of paid marketing, not a lot, or um, to just get my name out there in Chicago. But I would say probably 80% of my book of business does come from referrals. Okay. So there's already that first step that's taken of someone being vetted or someone being introduced to me. Did you grow up here in Chicago? I did not. I'm actually from South Carolina. South Carolina. So I moved here back um, after graduating from college and have been here now for about 17 years. Okay. So that's the other thing is that I, I do kind of look at Chicago with a different lens because I didn't grow up here and I've learned it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those weird people that you can throw in the subway Welcome and to the group. I come up <laughs> upstairs and you spin me around and I can tell you exactly which way the lake is. I just have this directional, it's weird. So I learned Chicago very quickly. Um, I've lived in probably eight different neighborhoods over my times here, so I know Chicago very well. But I'm not from here, so I do look at it kind of from a different lens. Um, But that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. I actually think it could be a very good thing. I mean, Chicago is a very transient city anyway. It is. You know, there's not a lot of people, at least in my uh, network and in my sphere, there's not a lot of people who legitimately grew up right down the street and still live here to this day. Right. Um, So myself being an implant and have learned the city and made it my city. I mean, the name of my brand is Olin Cell Chicago. It's something that I love. I love the city. I love living here and I love selling here. So clearly it's something that's important to me. Um, But my mom keeps asking me when I'm going to come back to Carolina. And I think, I'm like, well, that's funny, but that's not going to happen. (laughs) But but anyway, when it comes to onboarding buyers, so whether it's someone who is a seasoned person, let's say you want to buy your second or third investment property, or you're a baby buyer and it's uh, the first time you've ever spent this amount of money in your life, I have a one-to-one sit-down buyer consultation with you. Um, I want to answer any questions. Um, I want you to ask every question, dumb as you think it is. I want everything to be out on the table from the beginning so that you know you know, three, four weeks down the line when I say this term or when I say this phrase, you know what that means because you've heard it before. Um, I do, you know, during COVID, it was a bit harder because everything was on Zoom, but I do almost require this first meeting happening, this first initial meeting, whether it be on Zoom or whether it be in person. Um, I also do not like the idea of showing up at a listing, shaking the client's hand for the first time, having never met them. No way. People actually do that? I cannot tell you how many times people walk into a listing and they've never met their client before. Uh, And and I'm going to go off on a tangent. You know what? I'm going to stop you on that one real quick because I want to get... I, I want to go around the horn one time. Olin, if you don't mind, give us your phone number, websites, how do people get in contact with you, and then we're going to go to your tangent. Yep. Um, Olin is uh, O-L-I-N. My email address is olin at atproperties.com. My phone number is 312-771-1328. And then my website is www.olinsellschicago.com. I like that website. Joey? Yep, Joey Matthews, uh, Federal Savings. Eh, Joey Matthews. Uh, <laughs> no, I, lo- I, I love where I work, but I also don't believe in, um, I believe that you're going to find a rock star wherever you work. It, it doesn't necessarily matter who the institution is, but the Federal Savings Bank, either way, just to be safe. Uh, 630-235-2405, uh, best way to get a hold of me. And, and all in all, you're the human in the business. And people want to work with other human beings, especially passionate ones. Vince, please. Yes, Arikio Law Offices. We are on the web, of course, reallawchicago.com. You can find us, Real Law Chicago, at LinkedIn, and we're on Facebook, and phone number 312-263-0010. And you let me say this last week there, so Charlie, here it goes. The Arikio Law Offices where the law gets real. I love it. Way to go, hot sauce. You know, I'm, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and my name is Charlie Belfontaine. I own Chicagoland Home Inspectors. We are a full service home inspection company uh, with 11 home inspectors. Our website is www.thehomeinspectors, and it's plural, O-R-S, and it's a .com. And our phone number is 312 544 9180 It's horrible that I have to spell the T H E because my damn Chicago accent 
just keeps saying does so hard, you know, it's just brutal. Well, we are at you know? at properties, so sometimes I have to do at AT properties, so it's the exact same thing. Oh, my God. Same gosh. thing. So there, uh, Olin, uh, and of course, if Roland was in the studio with, uh, if I was in there, he'd punch me in the shoulder here. Charlie. <laughs> but, uh, Olin, do you happen to know how uh, the powers that be picked the at at properties for the email or website? Do you happen to know that? If I remember correctly, uh, they it was at the heart of the dot com uh, bubble and everything kind of being online. And yes. I think I think they chose at because they kept seeing it in so many signatures and in you know web addresses and in so I think they just chose at properties thinking the because I, I think our company name is actually like on my tax return it's at world properties and the at is spelled out because you can't use a symbol so it's at um, world properties but then at is the symbol yeah yes yes I, I i and then i didn't mean to mislead you either but but uh, did you think through how how are they going to have a website with the <laughs> double at or the yeah. email because uh there's that nope. famous story i don't know if it was ted but there's a famous story with the christmas tree ornament they haven't you don't remember that one or they haven't shared so nope. apparently one of your uh power brokers there or or founders was at a christmas party and, and they had just been like high level meetings how are they going to do a website or how are they going to do a email address when the name of the company is at properties and this at symbol is taken over the world right so apparently one of you guys were at the uh, a christmas party I, I think it was the millennium uh 2000 and uh having a drink and he was staring at a tree and somebody had a christmas ornament in the shape of the at symbol that we all use mm. in our email so uh i thought that was genius to go at at properties at at yeah I, it, it definitely can get confusing um i hope i haven't missed any emails over the years but um, <laughs> <laughs> but i was i was lucky enough i'll say this with the name of olin to get my full name at my email because some people are first initial last name oh, and I, don't, yes. I don't have to worry about that because there's not multiples of us there's one olin <laughs> no i love it yeah that is so, easy yeah so I did interrupt you. You were on your way to go oh. and getting on your soapbox. Well, Shoot away. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a, a huge soapbox, but it is one of my pet peeves. Is That's why I like to meet my buyers and know them, have these conversations before just throwing ourselves into a showing. On multiple occasions in my years in real estate, multiple occasions, when I've been the listing agent at a property, the buyer shows up and two agents show up at the same time. And one of them says, oh, well, I'm your agent. And the other one says, well, no, you were emailing me online multiple times. And it wow. it's so freaking embarrassing for yeah. all parties. Yeah. Then I'm still going in and I'm trying to figure out, like, well, who actually had the procuring cause here? And it's because there are so many agencies that sometimes meet buyers online. And then that buyer may have already reached out to somebody else, but then they're still searching on their own. So then they see a property and they you know, reach out and say, can I make appointment to see 123 Main Street tomorrow? The listing agent says, sure, I'll schedule this for you. Then they call their agent and say, I want to see this property. So it's been, it, it's very difficult then on the buy side if, if you're in that circumstance. So I never let myself get there. I, I first of all, want to make sure my buyer is comfortable working with me and that they're not speaking with other agents as well. But we meet in person. We have a rapport that we've built. I know what they're looking for. They know about me. We all feel comfortable together. And then, and only then, do we go out and see properties together. No, that, yeah. but again, it builds that, what's the word that we were talking about today? The relationship. Absolutely, yeah. And and I'm Joey and Vince, I'm, I'm hoping you guys are going to back me up. Isn't that what all this is about? When you're helping somebody get into a home, everything is about building that relationship with not only the clients, but also the other business partners that we work with. Yeah, we're not in the real estate transaction business. We're very much in the in the relationship business. And I, yes, and, I'm, and I, I mean, I'm a people person, and I like, you know, there's plenty of lawyers that are either, uh, you know, buttoned up or they think that we're a profession and and not a job. Uh, a commodity. Uh, you, but you're I, not I, yeah I, well and and then all right come on you know legal zoom and all these online mm -hmm. locations have made <gasps> us commodities also however however in real estate because of everything everyone said olin said it you said it charlie joey said it it's a it's a personal experience uh it's shelter it's um and, and i mean i'm not a 
you know, you know, a sideshow clown or a comedian, but my goal is to make the experience as enjoyable as possible because it's stressful. It's stressful for first time buyers. It's stressful for young couples. It's stressful for little kids. Where are they going to, you know, have their bedrooms? And, and it, there's nothing worse. And, and I feel it when Olin said it's awkward at these listing appointments uh, when multiple realtors, uh, you, you know, come in. But there's nothing worse than when I'm sitting at a closing table and I'm a seller's attorney and there's a buyer's attorney there. And, and yes, I still go as a seller's attorney. And, <laughs> buyer, and the buyer's attorney is either gruff or all business. I mean, this is an event. This is a celebration. Mm-hmm. We're doing yeah. something for these people that are going to remember. We take photo. Uh, everyone's doing this, but I do it also. I take a photo. I ask them permission to, without using their names or the address to put it on my social media. I text them the photo from the closing uh, with all these smiles. The title companies have these signs, you know, I just bought a house or hashtag homeowner. And mm-hmm. you just got to razzle dazzle, make it a little fun for people because otherwise uh, it's a missed opportunity to enjoy a moment in life. And it's an emotional time. I mean, a lot of people don't buy more than one or two properties in their lifetime. You know, some people are lucky to do that. This might be this client's biggest and only transaction. It, it might needs be. to be celebrated. Agreed. Yeah. Usually is, yeah. Yeah, and, and if you've bought and sold before, it doesn't become old hat. It's fun the next time. So there, it's an experience. Yeah. It's, and that's what I love about this, and that's why it's not transactional. When you just said that, I totally agree. We're photographing it. We're celebrating. I'm hoping you invite me to the housewarming. I want to be in your life after the, the job is done because it isn't a transaction that stops, period. I want to see you. I want to have you at my parties. I want to develop that future relationship. Now, what's weird about this is I'm just the opposite. All right. Well, think about this. You guys are all yeah, talking. You're a, quick kid. you're a quick kid in and out. We're longer term, don't you think? Uh, no offense to you, but but I, no. think, I think you'd be appropriate to have less interaction. But go on. And, no, you, what you, but you guys are at the end. All right. When you come in here, everything's finished. Everybody went through all the emotional process. All the drama is done, as my stepdaughter would say, all the tea was delivered, you know, for whatever. <laughs> that was always coming in there. So all that stuff is finished. But when we're in there, we're in the very beginning of everything. And it is an emotional process. And there's nothing that I could really say that somebody's not going to be mad at me about. You know, I'm going into somebody else's house and I'm criticizing it. I'm pointing out things that are wrong. Yes, you have a different function. There's not, there's no place for humor at all in our business. Remember, I mean, remember what I called you earlier, a paid pessimist. You did. That's right. I didn't <laughs> like it. Well, and I've, I had a little sourpuss <laughs> face on, but it's true. But it's that's what you're there for. Yeah. So we're we're getting towards the end of our time. We only got about a minute left. I want to do what I like to do, the final roundout. Um, again, words of advice, Joey. Somebody entering the mortgage business. What are you going to tell them to do to be good? know your guidelines don't don't start spouting off of the mouth about things that you don't actually know about if you have a question get an answer then same question yeah well like we heard last week uh pick up the phone pick up the phone and also you know it's not a piece of paper each file is not a piece of paper as an attorney or i'd say to a new attorney these are people with hopes dreams and uh come alongside them and Olin, same question. New real estate agent coming in here. Your best advice to help them be successful. Do not jump into it thinking that you are going to be successful overnight. Put your time in, pay your dues, maybe work on a team or work with a mentor so you can actually learn and grow and then fly your wings. Sounds good. And this is Charlie. My last words are going to be learn as much as you can. There's so much to our business. So I want to thank you for spending the hour with us, all three of you. This is the Home Buyers Hour on WCPT AMA 20. Special thank you to Devin Tingle. He's our producer of the show. And that is all. We're done. Thank you. Thank you.